Welcome back to the Mountain Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Borgatti, here to talk to you today about the CrossFit journey. What's it like when you're a new athlete? How do you go about finding a gym, finding a program that fits for you? And once you get there, what's it like and how should you go about your first few months of doing a CrossFit program? So with out ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome back. I'm Rich Borgatti, your host, Mountain Strength CrossFit. And today we are chatting about the CrossFit journey. So you want to do CrossFit or you, you got a crazy friend that is doing CrossFit that won't stop talking about it. Uh, this does happen. So what do you do first? Google CrossFit, CrossFit near me, kind of look out or go to a free class at your friend's gym. Um, but you still don't know much about it. So upon entering a CrossFit gym, you're going to see a little bit different layout than a normal gym. So what we call a globo gym or a a large box gym, uh, like planet fitness or gold's gym, you walk in, there's a front desk and then there's an array of equipment and you're kind of left to your own devices at these gyms, uh, unless they have, uh, personal training options or a salesman that kind of walks you around and then tries to get you put into a contract at a CrossFit gym. This is a little bit different. Walking in, uh, it's usually a little less emphasis on the front desk, but there still may be one. Um, if it's a gym like ours, we run a no sweat intro where you come in and meet with a coach first. Uh, they walk you around the gym, talk to you, and try and find out what it is that you want to improve. What are your goals? What are you trying to do? Health and wellness gain some strength, get faster, train for a sport or for an event like a Spartan race, and what the best way to get there would be. So CrossFit kind of sits in between the personal training one-on-one world and the kind of giant group classes left to your own device. It's a mix of some instruction and personal training and in a group setting. So in that group class, uh, so our gym, before you get to the group classes, you need to go through private training, three to five sessions with a coach that just gets you up to speed. We call this our on-ramp process, or at our gym, it's called base camp. So in these base camp sessions, you're learning how to lift properly. Maybe there are modifications that need to be made for you. That's not relevant to anyone else except for yourself. And then uh, what a CrossFit workout looks like. And we get to go through and test that out and make sure that you understand how to tailor the workout for yourself rather than just doing the workout as written. So once you go through these this on-ramp process, and most gyms have one of these on-ramp processes, if they don't, this is something that you want to look for. You want to look for some a gym that doesn't just throw you into a class and says, here, try it out. Uh, even though that option is great to get a feel for it, you still want a little onboarding p- process before you get into classes. B- 
be it in a group setting or in a one-on-one -on -one setting. So once you get into classes after that on-ramp process, what is it like? So most classes will start with a talk at the whiteboard, what they're going to do today, how we're going to do it, what the goal and stimulus is, what the why behind the workout is. So there's lots and lots of resources for getting workouts these days with the internet, getting out there, Instagram, um, but having a coach explain to you the purpose of the workout, this is what we're looking for. This is how hard and fast we want you to go. Or today we're just going to take it back. We're going to focus on a lot on form and skill development today. Um, these are some important things that you want to be paying attention for. A coach that cares, a coach that is taking you through progressions, that is trying to make you better and has an eye on detail and form. Now, that being said, we all want a really good workout. We want to sometimes get our sweat on, but we, it is good to know that form and mechanics come first, that we are working on the basics and working and ramping up towards intensity or to a hard workout. So once that whiteboard talk gets done, there is usually a warm-up going through uh, a full body warm-up that involves some light stretching, some movement, getting the heart rate up, getting things moving. Uh, so you get a little bit of a sweat on before we get to the real workout. Now CrossFit in the past was always kind of famous for saying our warm-up is your workout. Well, those days have slightly shifted. So we are really looking for a good warm-up that is going to be holistic and get everybody ready to start moving some weight if there's weightlifting in the workout or getting the joints loose if there's running or jumping. Uh, so everybody's you know ready to go. We're not just throwing you right into the workout. So that's a second thing to look at. After the coach, you know, seeing how the organ the class is organized and how they're going to bring you through the progressions, making sure that the warm-up is appropriate for what you're about to do, and then getting into some skill or strength development. Some classes will have dedicated strength time. Uh, sometimes they'll have dedicated skill time. Uh, skill could be anything of, from learning how to run better to learning how to do a handstand or gymnastics skill uh, or progressing uh, a skill like a pull-up, maybe you got an active hang from the bar, but you can't get that elusive pull-up, like working on skills and drills, that'll get you there. And then progressing to more advanced things like handstand walking. Um, now you may say, I never want to handstand walk, but the progressions to get to these higher gymnastic skills can still benefit a lot of people, even yourself. Uh, just working on static holds and positions and just thinking through like what a proper progression is. That way, if you're on your own trying to work on something, you have an idea of where you should start and how a progression should feel. Uh, you should never feel like you're just trying and failing uh, working on something. Now, I always see this people that are starting to work on handstands. They try on their own. They're like, I just can't kick up. I just can't get my feet up on the wall or I can't stabilize myself. Well, this is where a coach would show you in the class, here's a progression to get to that safely. Uh, so if you should want to do it on your own, you now have some instruction on how to. After the skill or strength development, 
go into a review of what the workout is. And sometimes these workouts may be short and fast or long and hard uh, or somewhere in between the two. It may involve one, two, three, sometimes up to four or five movements. Uh, The most intense workouts are just two. Two movements where you're bouncing back and forth with little rest. Generally, it can take about seven to ten minutes. That workout uh, can be crazy on on the amount of oxygen that you need and on you know the muscle fatigue. So, but some other days, the workout may be nice and easy. Working on foundational movements, working on body weight stuff, building your engine. You know building your ability to work up into harder workouts. So it's good to see that though, if the workout is hard, see if the coach is progressing people differently. If some people may be able to do a little bit of the progression um, or changing the weights or changing inappropriate movements, say someone has like a sore shoulder or maybe they pulled a hamstring recently and changing up the movement saying, okay, maybe we can't do a kettlebell swing, but maybe we can do a deadlift today. Something a little bit slower, but still working the same muscle groups, still getting the same stimulus, still hitting the same Y, not just randomly changing it to any old movement, but making sure that it that the movements are still fitting within the why and the how of the workout. So you are still getting the same why, the same stimulus that the rest of the class is doing, no matter what speed you're doing it at or what level you're doing it at. And most workouts should be tailored to the individual slightly, maybe not completely changed. uh, Like we just said, Uh, just making sure that, hey, you know, we're still part of the class, we're still doing this workout, uh, but there is a spectrum that this workout can be done on from slow and easy or from basic movement up to advanced movement or hard and fast, or maybe the load is a little bit heavier for advanced athletes. So seeing if there's a spectrum in class at that gym or how the coach is adjusting everybody, uh, is important to see. So then usually the workout will go on. You go at your own pace or something that fits for that workout. And then finishing is usually about five to 10 minutes left in the class where you're going through some cool down stretches or some accessory movements, uh, to try and bring up some lagging areas. Uh, accessory movements could be anything from banded pulls to working on, some gymnastics movements to just getting on the bike and just pedaling for five minutes to get your heart rate down while still moving. So those are some things to look at in a class. So after that, what's the next few months like? This is usually what I call my three, three, and three. This is what we're looking for. The first three weeks, I'm sorry, but you're going to be sore. It's a lot of new movements, But for the first three weeks, it's just going to be about consistency, about just showing up and recovering. Your body is going to slowly adapt to the workouts, and a lot of it's going to be new. So just making sure that in the first three weeks that you're showing up to three or more classes a week and going at an easy pace 
and not overdoing it. After that, it's the first three months. In those first three months, you're going to be hitting just about everything you need to see in CrossFit. Uh, you're going to be seeing some squatting, some pressing, uh, some weightlifting like ch- the cleans and the snatch. You're going to be working on a lot of different skills. So for the first three months, there's a lot of skill acquisition that's happening. So you've gotten over the first hump of the three weeks of soreness. Now you're getting your body saying, hey, we're doing something. Let's let's keep it going. You're producing a little bit more hormones. You're, you're feeling less sore. You got a good idea of the recovery process. So you're moving on to trying new things. Uh, still within the th- first three months or 90 days, you're working on skill acquisition. Your brain's still trying to catch up to all the new things that you're learning. Uh, and maybe you're not seeing them as often enough to create adaption. So you should be picking up a few things to practice on your own. So things like double unders or uh, if pull-ups are your goal, well, we should be working on pull-ups at least every other day, at least trying a few of them. Um So after those first three months, skill acquisition starts to come. You start to begin to recognize patterns and start to see, oh, how I feel after doing this movement, or I'm starting to improve on these movements. So after the the first three weeks, the first three months, then we start talking about the, the first three years. And the first three years, you know, the first year, you're making lots of gains Everything is new, so everything's a personal record, or we call it PR. You're making lots of gains. You're gathering strength. After that first year, things might start to slow down, or what we call the newbie gains start to flatline. And these are this is when we should be looking at, you know, okay, well, where are my weaknesses? What am I? What do I need to really dial in and work on? Maybe at this point, it's nutrition for a lot of people. I need to dial in what I'm eating, or be a little bit more cognizant of what I'm doing on the weekends or the days I'm not working out. Um, and then the the next year, uh, higher level skill acquisition. So usually in year two, we're working on, oh, I've got my pull ups, I've got my um, my handstands. Now let's start working on the next levels, kipping pull-ups and maybe kipping handstand push-ups or muscle-ups. Uh, or maybe I want to really hone in on my Olympic lifts, the snatch and the clean and the jerk. Uh, so year two, you know, we're looking at the higher level skill. By year three, you've seen just about everything and everything's coalesced together where you can put these workouts together. You know about pacing a workout. You know about what your one rep maxes are and how that applies to all your other lifts uh, and what working at 70% versus 100% feels like. Uh, you're, You're an old pro now. You're starting to maybe give some advice to some newer people and help them along. So this is usually by the end of the th- uh, of three years, you're pretty pretty good to go. You got a lot under your belt. You've got a lot of gains, and maybe you got some goals that you're working towards. Um, maybe you're starting to enter competitions or start racing um, or start hybridizing it, where you're working on okay, half the year I know I have um, like. I'm going to be doing six Spartan races this year. So I'm going to be working more on my endurance here. So how does 
you know, my strength and conditioning and endurance go together. Uh, or maybe a weightlifting meet where you're working on increasing just your Olympic lifts. So you're backing off on, on endurance and working on strength um, or adding an ex- extra accessory work. Or perhaps CrossFit competitions. There are local competitions around everywhere now. And so you're seeing like, oh, what's my benchmark times? What's my Fran time? What's my grace? Uh, These are all uh, CrossFit benchmark workouts that are out on the internet that was released by CrossFit HQ that you can start to benchmark yourself against people around the world and see where you are. But coming back to the beginning the beginning should be nice and slow. You should be working uh, with a coach, modifying and tailoring workouts to where you are at that point, and then layering things on top of it as time goes on. So this is very important. Uh, back in the old days, I mean, I've been doing CrossFit for over 12 years now, and in the beginning, in my late 20s, uh, it was just jumping into the workout really didn't give a care about warming up and just let's get ready to go. Let's lift some weight and, and move fast. Now in my forties, you know, you know, a while after, um, this has changed, you know, now I'm really focused in on my warm up, really focused in on what feels tight and what I can improve with my range of motion. Um, and then staying very moderate with my workouts, moving well, um, and quickly, but not, fatiguing or going to a hundred percent and devastating myself for the rest of the day or even the rest of the week, knowing that I can dial this in and consistency becomes the actual key to performance, not what I'm doing in each individual workout. It's about having the long game in mind. What am I doing this week? What am I doing this month? What am I doing this year? Um, not what I'm doing today. When it, today needs to fit into the larger idea of what I'm doing to work out. Am I working out for my son's wedding uh, in a few years? You know, maybe I am. Maybe that's going to drive what I do today and this month and this year to make sure that I'm, I'll be there for that wedding. Or I'm competing. You know, like I have three races this year and I want to peak for those races and do my best you know, well, that's going to color what I'm doing today uh, rather than just thinking of it every day showing up and giving 100% today. Give 100% of what is appropriate for that day. And that might actually mean 70% of what you can do. So you can come back tomorrow and work out again and stay consistent. So that's all I have to say about the starting of a CrossFit journey and how to do it intelligently and not blow yourself up uh, in the first month. These are also some things to give you an idea of when you're looking for a new CrossFit gym or you're changing gyms or moving to other places. There's a lot of them out there. Take some time to evaluate and set some standards for yourself as to what you're really looking for and what does it mean to have a good gym or a good program. All right. So this has been Rich Borgatti, um, Mountain Strength CrossFit, talking about the beginning of journey here. Um, if you like the podcast, it, please 
drop us a message, uh, drop us a review, let us know what you thought. And if you want to hear any other specific topics, let us know. We're happy to help. And that's it for today. So enjoy it and look out for more coming down the line. Thank you.